Welcome, welcome everybody to Creativity in Focus, a live podcast where every week we highlight the life of an artist and its art. I have a very special guest today, but before we get started, a few announcements. So like I said, this is a live podcast, which means that you have a unique chance to interact with the artist. You can comment, talk about your experience, or ask questions, why not? It's very easy to do that. Wherever you're watching us, maybe on Facebook, maybe on Creativity in Focus podcast, maybe on YouTube, there is a chat either beside the video or below the video. So anytime you feel like interacting or asking a question to my guest, please do so. I will get here on my tablet and I'll ask him the question that he can answer directly to you. This is a very cool feature that you should take advantage of, okay? Also, we appreciate your support. And how can you support us? Well, you can like whatever you're watching. If it's on a social media platform, you can give us hearts or whatever they provide there for you to say you like the, the podcast. You can also share this podcast with other people. We good? Okay, I, I was just checking for you're good here. So you can share this by share, uh, click on the share button. We are not going to sell anything here, so you're safe to sharing groups that relate to the art of gourd making. Carving also is very relevant to this. And of course, uh, wood burning also fits really, really well with the topic of today. So take a second to share because it's going to be fun anyway. Actually, maybe inspiring somebody else out there to get started in this very fun kind of art. My guest today is Ken Poo. He's a gourd artist and you're going to see several of his pieces. We are going to show some pictures and he does a wonderful work with gourds. Welcome, Ken. Well, hi, Shahar. How are you, you doing, doing today? today? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm, I'm great. great. I'm, I'm so, so happy that you are here. here. Tell, Tell me where you are located today. today. I'm in Reno, Nevada at the Stead Airport. Oh. Air, we have a hangar here, and this is where I hang out. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I don't I know, know many people that hang out in a hangar all day long. <laughs> uh, how... How, How many, many years, years have you been, been playing, playing with gourds? Well, about five years I've, I've been uh, either carving or painting or drawing on. Uh, I discovered gourds many years ago mm -hmm. in San Francisco. I was watching them film a episode of The Streets of San Francisco. I remember we, that show. And we were inside the president of Standard Oil's house, and he had a hand-carved gourd on his coffee table that was from Peru. Huh. And guys, this may happen today uh, more than once because he's on a Wi-Fi connection. So if it happens, it just takes a few seconds, and he comes back. So don't worry about that. So you said you were watching Streets of San Francisco and you saw a gourd. Huh. 
Mm -hmm. And he gave me two books on gourd carving. One was simply just called Gourds. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, that was by uh, Bonnie Gibson. Mm -hmm. And that really got me started. That's I cool. did a project in her book, which was probably my second gourd. Mm -hmm. And it came out very nice, I thought. And I got a lot of compliments on it. And the more I got complimented, I, the more I started carving and painting. So that's, that's so how cool. I got started. What, what do you think was attractive to you? in the gourd itself, because you told me before we started that you used to work with wood anyway, right? Right, yeah. You know, it's natural. It, it's something that you can take and make more beautiful. You know, God already made it beautiful. I can, I can help a little bit, maybe, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, right. That's so you know, cool. And it, when I'm working on gourds or painting on, you know, it's a chance for me to meditate. You know, sometimes I just turn on the music and get lost, or sometimes I just go into my own head. And a couple of hours would pass by. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I, it's... Sometimes we don't see how the process of creation can also be a time that we give our brain to breathe and think, right? Yeah, it's not only exactly. the creation. Uh, Bonnie Gibson is saying, thanks for mentioning my book. That We are so glad you're here, Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's show some of your work so people can get a feel for how you work those gourds because they are quite impressive. Okay. Okay, give me just a second. Okay, I don't know if you can see, but we are showing a gourd that has, a, I think, a silver rim around it. Uh, a rim around it? Yes, like a silver one. It's cut like a bowl. I don't know which one. I think you're going to be able to see in a second. Just a second. We are loading that so you can see. Okay. So it gets a lot easier if you know what we are talking about. <laughs> okay. So from the pictures that you sent me, there is a dark bowl, and it has a oh, silver yes. rim like around a, it. Like a bucket with a silver rim around? Yes, yes. That's yes. exactly that, that was a gourd that I carved... I grew that that particular gourd. Oh, you did? Yes, that one, that was in my yard. I got about eight of them about that size. And I was looking on Pinterest, mm -hmm. and I saw one that looked very similar. And like most things, I just told myself, you can do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just took a gourd, started carving. And wine barrel, Lisa, Lisa is saying. <laughs> Water for Christmas. Oh, that's cool. That's, it's very pretty. 
You know, I, if I didn't know beforehand, I wouldn't know that was a gourd at all. And the next one. And I'll try to explain. Oh, so the, here you have some geckos coming out of the gourd. There's a gorgeous one. I uh, think they're geckos. Me? Oh, the lizards? Uh-huh, lizards, yes. Yeah, again, that was uh, another Pinterest Inspiration. Uh, idea. I saw those lizards on a piece of ceramic uh, pottery, mm -hmm. and I thought they would look good on a gourd. <laughs> you know, I got a little carried away with my burning technique on that. It came out a little darker than I wanted, but uh -huh. I was happy with it. So tell me a little bit about the, the techniques that you have used here. Uh, I see the details. They are all carved, and then you yes. would burn? Yes, I, I have uh, what is called a, a, a pro-carver. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's like a Dremel, but it's a lot smaller and easier to handle, and it uses the same bits. Okay. So b basically, I carve with a Dremel-like tool, mm -hmm. and I, I burn uh, for highlights okay. or or I might do a piece that's just all burnt or just all carved and mm -hmm. stained or painted you know it's whatever the feeling steers me towards that's good we have Nancy D here with us and she said that the first one looks like an oak barrel and she said wow uh, okay let me give something here to them I'm back Okay, yeah, you're back. Let's show another picture, one more. Okay. And this one has a dragonfly, I think, wood burn into the piece. Okay, does it look like it's on leather with... It uh... does, yes. Okay, that's one I made for my sister-in-law. Uh, the idea was to make it look like leather uh-huh with and the the basket under that's all all carved and burnt and stained and then i believe i did uh, a rattan wrap around the rim so it looks like stitches so that yes. how did you do that yes i i i drilled holes and ac those are actual thread oh I, okay I, that that is not carved. That that's drilled holes with waxed colored thread. Hmm. Gorgeous work. Now, Ken, do you sell your pieces? No, I, you know, I was thinking about selling my works, but I put a price on a couple of pieces, and I was told that I priced them not to sell. So at oh. that point, uh. at that point. I decided that I'm not going to sell, but I'll show you how to make your own. Well, that's a good way to go. But that person that told you that, was he or she a gourd artist as well? I, I'm sorry, I didn't. The person that told you you were pricing too high, was that uh -huh. person an, a gourd artist as well? Oh, I, I couldn't tell that. This was at the uh, Silver State Art Festival last uh -huh. year. Uh-huh. He went away for a second. He'll be right back. And let's prepare the next picture. 
just in case it takes a little long. Yeah, okay. I, I was not told this personally. I, I was told this secondhand, so ah. I didn't talk to the person. But at that point, I made the decision to not sell. I, I've sold two. Uh -huh. I, sold, you know, I sold one to a friend for his lady, and, uh, and then uh, I made one for another friend for his lady. But mm -hmm. you know, those were close friends, and, and they were ordered and paid for before I ever started making them. So. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Let me show our friends here one more piece. This one is quite impressive. It has a, a tree drawn at, and it looks like the carving actually goes all the way through the gourd, correct? Uh, you broke up a little bit. I okay. have a This hard one time. that we are showing has a tree, like a tree of life kind of tree drawn into that, and it looks like a weaved basket with actual holes. Oh, like leather work on top and weave basket on the bottom? No. This one it has a, a round uh, tree drawn to that, and then it looks like a, it's a weave basket. Oh, okay. Okay, that was, that was one that I made on commission. Mm -hmm. That's the tree of life, and there's a willow on the backside of that. Uh-huh. And... and that is mostly carved and a little bit of paint and a little bit of burn. And also that has uh, the rattan mm -hmm. uh, rim. Okay. Uh, Nancy D is talking about the lizards and she said the lizards are so detailed. And Celia is saying very unique and beautiful gourds. They are really unique, very, very cool work. So you told me some of your inspiration you, you get from Pinterest. What else uh, and where else do you get your inspiration from? I'm sorry that... You told you me that some of the gourds inspire, uh -huh. uh, Pinterest inspired you. Yes. Uh, where else do you get your inspiration from? Well, I get inspiration from fellow artists, uh, nature itself. I've recently uh, went to the museum and saw a lecture on a famous basket weaving lady by the name of Dot Soleili. Mm -hmm. And she, around the turn of the uh, 20th century, around 1900 to 1925, she was a basket weaver and she did marvelous works. From what I understand, some of her works now go for a half a million dollars. Wow. And my last basket, I, I did one of her designs on. Mm -hmm. And I really like her work. And I'll probably continue to do some of her work. That's good. That's always good. I think most of us as artists, we always have one artist that is almost like our mentor even when we never met them, right? It's just, uh -huh. okay, this person speaks the same language than I do. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Now, were you familiar with carving and wood burning before you started working with gourds? 
about the same time, actually, I, I started carving gourds before I started the wood burning. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've been doing burning maybe three years. I'm, I'm still... He's going to, uh, there you go, you're back again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm still practicing on the burning. I think I'm getting a little better, but there's some folks out there that are just so fabulous. You know, I, I chase them. I'm chasing them. <laughs> you know, when, you, when you, you're here in Utah, I'm going to take you to a group I belong. They are wood carvers. But uh -huh. I have some people there, some of my friends, that they're so good at wood burning. So I bet you can exchange some you know, tips and tricks once you're here. Yeah. Let me show one more gourd that you, you sent to us, and I'll try to explain. So this one looks like you have a texture leather on top, and he, he has a round circle, I believe, with a blue crystal or something like that. Uh, turquoise inset. Turquoise, uh-huh. Yes. That, that was uh, my second to last gourd. That is the one I got the most interest on because of my detailed uh, basket carving. Oh, that's so good. Nancy's saying the dragonfly piece is awesome. Do you carve with a, a ripe gourd or do you hollow one out and let it dry before carving? And how do you preserve the gourd? That's a very good uh, question, Nancy. Yes, gourds need to be dried. They, it, and that takes quite a while. Gourds, when they grow, when the uh, fall comes, you just leave them be and let them sit on the vine through the winter and let them dry out into the spring. Mm -hmm. And when you can shake them and hear the seeds inside, they're pretty well dry. And that's when you can carve them. You need to uh, really scrub the out. Okay, you're back. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about scrubbing. Yeah, you, you, you need to scrub the outside because they tend to mold from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And... You, you can get a blemish on the outside, but a lot of times you can pretty much scrub that off. And a lot of times after you clean the gourd, there is a natural beauty to that particular gourd that you might want to work around and mm -hmm. have it stand out with your work, you know, something natural. Uh, I've seen quite a few gourds that have like scenes, you know, it, you just know a giraffe might need to be on that because of the <laughs> blemishes on it, you know? Uh -huh. That's how I get ideas. That's, that's so good. You know, I, I, I find gourds fascinating. I actually tried a little bit playing with them. I have two, uh, two purses that I made out of gourds and uh -huh. a few birdhouses. I did one or two sculptures. I don't play with them as much as I would like to, but I think many times you talk to people about gourds and they, they, they're not even aware that they can turn that into a piece of art. Do you, yeah. do you meet people working with gourds every now and then or is it a challenge? Uh, 
you, you just broke up there. Do you, use, do you meet or do you mingle with other gourd artists uh, often or not? Well, I do mingle with uh, gourd artists. Is that what the question was? Yes. Do I, yes, I, I belong to the uh, Nevada Gourd Society. Oh. And I go down to Minden, Nevada to to share with my fellow carvers. Uh-huh. Again, guys, I told you he's in a Wi-Fi connection, so he goes out and on every uh, now and then, but he okay. comes back. Okay. Yeah. We how have many, a meeting. How many people you have in this group? Well, I think we might have 30 or 40 people in our gourd patch. Mm -hmm. uh, that happens every second Sunday of the month down at Christy Dial's house in Minden. And she she's a gourd carver in her own right. She, uh -huh. she does fabulous work. That's cool. You, you know, and, and we, we have a lot of, of talented folks in our group. Yeah, that's why I tell people all the time, if you have groups, guilds, associations in your town, you need to belong to those groups. Not only to support, because by supporting a group, you're also preserving the legacy of the art itself, but you also learn a lot in the process. And we cannot let you know, all these techniques die. It's up to each one of us right, to support these groups. Absolutely. And you make friends. Yes, that's true. That's so true. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned that you, you carve with a power tool. Is it possible to hand carve a gourd or is it too, well, too difficult? Uh, yes, you can hand carve a gourd. A lot of folks do this with uh, hand carvers. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I believe the Peruvians use uh, carving tools that are not powered. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that some of the artists in Africa, they use sh sharpened stones to, to do to their... Uh -huh. But uh, this is just... I get more bang for the buck, <laughs> you know, with a power tool. I, I can do things faster. Uh-huh. Okay, let's wait a second. There you go. You can do there things faster? Yeah, I can do things faster with a power tool than I can with hand tools. True. You know, and I'm no, no stranger to power tools. I've been around tools most of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to show a piece for uh, one of your pieces now. That I, I have a friend that I know he's going to love this one. And he's into wood burning a lot as well. So this piece that I'm going to show you, you have, I, I think it's a trout. That the trout, is my fish? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, in all actuality, that was my first gourd. That was the first? Now, let me tell you, tell you, I have to tell you a little story on that. Uh-huh. That was the first gourd that I bought. And the scene that you see was just a drawing. That as far as I ever went with it. I just drew it on the gourd and I sat and looked at it for about four years. Oh. And then after, after doing 
some other gourds. I looked at this gourd and I said, you know, I think I can carve that. Uh-huh. And I just took it down and started carving on it. And that's what I ended up with. And I was very pleased. And a lot of my friends were pleased. <laughs> I, you know, it's one of my favorites. It really is. I love that one. Well, uh, it, it's one of my favorites, too. That's good. Uh, Christy is saying, thank you for the shout out for the Nevada Gore Society. Oh, I'm glad that they are here, too. That's so good. Uh, let me see if I have another picture to show. But you mentioned that you, you grew some of your gourds. Do you usually yeah. grow them or do you buy them? And how difficult it is today to f get gourds? Well, last year I did not grow. The year He's coming back. Just a sec. Yes, last year I did not grow. But the year before I did, I got eight nice gourds one of which I carved into the little oak bucket. Mm -hmm. and, but the rest I buy from Welburn Gourd Farm down in Southern California. And, and I like their gourds because they're very thick. Yes. They, they are great for carving. But then I also buy gourds from Wurtz down in Arizona. Okay. So... It, it depends on what I want, what kind of gourd I want. What kind I of gourd do you want, true. And what the project is going to consist of. If mm -hmm. I need a thick gourd. Then yeah. you go to California. Yes. That's cool. I, I've been to that farm, actually. Uh, they're great people there in California. Oh, yes. And yes, that's where I got my gourds to make the, the purses. I, I was actually just noticed, I'm looking at the wall here, there is a shelf. And the third gourd for the third purse is right there. <laughs> I was looking, where is that gourd? Yeah. Okay, let me, let me just say, Bonnie Visser is saying, oh my goodness, is that trout gourd ever amazing? I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. One of our viewers, Bonnie, said, oh my goodness, is that trout gourd ever amazing? Oh, well, <laughs> thank you very much, Bonnie. You know, I, I find your work very amazing. You know, you mentioned that in Nevada you go to a group that has about 30 folks or so doing gourds. Are you aware if there are other guilds uh, around or are there big shows with gourd artists? Tell me a little bit about that side. Would you repeat that yes. again, please? You told me that you belong to a group in Nevada. Uh, are you aware of other groups for gourd, specifically for gourd artists? Okay, now I need to wait for him to come back. But while I do that, let me... Okay, okay, I'm back. Okay, you're back. So are you aware of other groups? There are four gourd artists, or are any big shows or uh, shows that people can submit pieces? Well, from what I understand, in Nevada, there's, a, there's another gourd group down in Parump, down in Southern California, but there are groups, just about every state has a, a gourd society. Okay. And, and then there's the American Gourd Society that all of the folks seem to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I do because I, I have found a lot of friends on there, a lot of uh, folks that enjoy the same things that I do. Uh-huh. 
That is cool because I've met many people saying, oh, gourd art, I never heard of that. So you know that uh, your homework would be find a group in your town that deals with gourd art and go there to inform yourself. You, you saw again Ken here saying that he saw a movie and inspired him and then he got a book and that triggered a career as an artist. So, you know, we need to be inspired by things that are around us and these groups are around us. Ken, Nancy is asking, do you have a favorite type of gourd to work on? Yes, I like the uh, bottle gourds and I like the bird, the birdhouse gourds. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly because they have a bottom and a top. You get two gourds for the price of one. <laughs> Once you cut the top off, You've got a nice little vase, right? You know, plus you've got your nice bowl. Uh -huh. That's generally what I work. Uh, I've yes, I, I've been doing some uh, small gourd projects uh, for the group mm -hmm. uh, in. Uh, September, we're having the uh, Silver State Art Festival again, okay. and uh, I have done a little fish for us uh, for the Nevada folks. You know, why do we appreciate Nevada? And I did a little fish because Nevada is famous for its cutthroat trout, the hunt cutthroat trout. So that'll be my addition. That's cool. And but mostly I like larger pieces. Uh, I shop for larger gourds. You know, uh, I'll be doing a basket next, and I'll I'll be looking for a, a larger gourd. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. She's also yeah. saying how cool that Ken has a group he participates in Nevada. I like that you said, Shahar, about keeping these techniques alive. Not only this specific with gourds, but every single thing. Gourds, I think, Ken, are fascinating because they are... I have a duck singing in my ear now. I don't know why. Uh, they, they are used in many cultures. I remember growing up that gourds were something, my mother had just the gourds, nothing on them, to decorate the home, sometimes in front of a door or something. And I know in the north of Brazil, where I'm from, uh, they were actually used to carry water for, for folks in villages and, and tribes and things like that. So it's beautiful when we can enhance that Piece, piece coming from nature into a piece of art. So it's a great thing. Now, for those folks that never tried, let, I have to stop the, the question while he's back or else he can't hear me. But I had a duck in my ear and he was quack, quack, quack. That was funny. Okay, so for folks that never tried carving a gourd or wood burning a, a, a gourd, is it a messy hobby? Tell me a little bit about the process in itself. How long does it take you to create a piece? Well, sure. first of all, you, you acquire a gourd and you decide what you're going to do with it, and then you have to prepare it. Mm 
-hmm. Now, if you're going to carve it, a lot of folks like to take the outer skin off because it makes the carving easier and more uniform. Underneath that hard surface is a softer, softer material. Oh, and I did not know that. And is it a complicated process to take that skin out? Oh, it, it it's complicated in that it takes a lot of elbow grease. It, okay. <laughs> A lot of sandpaper, a little time, and you just, you got to get that skin off for certain projects. <laughs> okay. Now, in, in a couple of projects, I prefer to leave the skin on because of the way I, I do some tooling. I use that hard surface to rest certain tools on, mm -hmm. so like the edge of a burr, I will okay. run it across that hard surface. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it was a soft surface, it would probably either burn that surface or dog down into it. So I, it, it depends on the project whether I have to have the skin off or skin on. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. And uh, concerning equipment, so you told me you have a, a power tool like a Dremel or something similar with the burrs. What else does a person need to get started? Well, to get started, you'll be back. We all have faith. There you go, yes. back. Yes, to get started, you have to decide what you want to do, whether you want to. Uh, carve or burn or just paint or and decorate uh -huh. <coughs> excuse me uh, what kind of paint it, goes well on a gourd pardon me what kind of paint do you use on a gourd well i i use the paints i use come from welburn gourd farm they're they're acrylics rather mm -hmm. uh, and then i have some uh, <coughs> I got a little, a little tickle. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Why, why you, you, you take care and drink uh, some water? Let me show you one more gourd that you made. And this one basically uh, has a darker brown and a lighter brown. And it looks like some indigenous design that you have there. And it's dark inside as a bowl. Uh, one more time, please, your heart. So it's a bowl, dark inside. Bowl. Uh, has two tones of is a light brown and some design in a black brown in a okay, dark brown. Okay, that that particular gourd was the one inspired by Dotso Lely. Okay. That that was one of her patterns. That was the last gourd that I carved, and that was a very labor-intensive gourd. There was a lot of work with that, a lot of tooling. That, uh, that, those are not rings. That is a complete continuous spiral, just as wow. if it were, uh, as if it were a real basket. Uh -huh. And it goes all the way underneath, all the way to the center of the bottom. It's carved. That's impressive. And Ken, uh, so just to get it right, this artist is a basket weaver. 
So you got the pattern from her and turned the same pattern into a gourd or worked yes. on a gourd. That's what I did. I copied one of her baskets. That's very cool. That's very cool. Uh, Christy is saying, Ken is a wonderful guy and very generous with his knowledge. And Bree is saying, how does skin on versus skin off affect the carving? So I think, I think what she's asking is, with the skin and without, how does it affect when you are carving? Uh, you're breaking up, Shahar. One more time, please. Bree, Just Bree is asking, the skin, with the skin or without the skin, how does it affect the carving? The carving uh, of the gourd? Uh, no? I, I, I didn't quite understand. Okay, can you hear me now? Well, I can hear you. It goes loud and then soft, loud and soft. It's because of the of your, your connection. So yes. I'll, I'll go slow now. Bree is asking, how does having the skin on the gourd or not having the skin affects the carving? Oh, I got. I follow you. The skin is very hard. Uh, it is hard to carve, and certain tools just don't work on it, like a diamond-tipped burr mm -hmm. will just clog up. Oh, really? Uh, yes, you need a very aggressive tool to get the skin off if, if you've not already pre-sanded it off. Mm -hmm. uh, and it can be a problem. It can get in your way. So you have to be very meticulous, very careful, but... Uh, Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One last question. So about safety gear working on a gourd. And the reason I'm going to ask you this is because I told you I bought the gourds to make purses. So they are lantern gourds. They're quite big. I asked a friend of mine to cut them on a round saw of some type. I don't know the name of the saw. But once he cut, the mold came out and he had an allergic reaction right there and then. And we actually oh, yes. had to oh, give yes. him some medicine. So tell me the safety side of working with gourds. Yes, ma'am. The inside of a gourd is toxic mm. because of the mold. You want to wear a face mask, a good face mask. You want to wear glasses. Uh, when you open a gourd, you do not want to breathe the dust. Mm -hmm. So you want good ventilation, uh, preferably do it out, outdoors. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a very good respirator where you can't even smell paint through it. So mm -hmm. that, that is a very good point. Okay. That is a very good point. A good respirator, a Good eye protection. Mm -hmm. And a good apron wouldn't hurt. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I want to revisit the question about the carving. Because, so you said, you, you need a good burn and everything to be able to take the skin off. But what is the difference if I'm carving on a gourd with the skin and a gourd without the skin? For the carving, what's the difference there? 
Well, the difference is It's like a thriller show, okay? Yeah, the, the difference is tool control for mm -hmm. me. The skin doesn't give you the control that you might want. It, 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 it can actually push your tool away. Oh. A tool can grab and, you know, to where if you're working on soft material, it's a lot more forgiving mm -hmm. and you can do more detail. Okay. Uh, but as I said before, sometimes there are situations where you want the skin. You know, it, it, it depends on the project, Sahar. Mm -hmm. Got it. Uh, Nancy is saying, I never would have thought that the mold might be toxic. Wow. Yeah, I can tell you that my friend, we had to give him medicine right away. Of course, it was a big gourd and there was a lot of dust, but... Cool. Uh, Ken, you said that you decided not to sell your pieces, but now to teach other people how to work with gourds. Uh, so I just want to remind, uh, actually to tell everybody that you're coming here to Utah to teach a course at Curious Mondo in July, if I'm not wrong. So make sure to check the site because we are soon going to open for registrations. And as you probably know, uh, all classes on Curious Mondo, when they are live, they are free to watch. So you want to make sure you get the word out about Ken. Is, you can see by his work how amazing he is. But what I want to, to go deeper into that is why teach other people? What really inspires you in that, pro in that process? Well, the inspiration is the camaraderie for me. Mm -hmm. You know... I get to hang out with people that like the same kind of things that I do, and we get to surprise each other with our own efforts. You know, I had no... Yes, yeah, Shahar, you know, I, I had no idea a few years ago that I could even do this. You know, I, every time I pick up a piece, I'm surprising myself. <laughs> And it's, it's a lot of fun to see other people smile when they see your work, uh -huh. you know. And, and to me, that's what it's all about, sharing, mm -hmm. you know, sharing, sharing what's good. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think, you know, if with our hands we can make one person smile a day, uh, mission accomplished, right? We brought something beautiful into the world and we are making people smile or, or sometimes even laugh with a piece and, and that's a great thing. And the friendship that you get by interacting with like-minded people is also unique. I know attending some of the groups that I go, we have days that are very busy here and we deal with technology, which, you know, a moment it works, some, the other moment it doesn't. So sometimes you're extremely tired at the end of the day and you go to one of those groups and they show the projects that they are working on and they say, they talk about the challenges. Sometimes they show you the scars because they didn't wear safety gear. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's just like you, re, you relax so much and you allow your brain to go different places other than focusing that you're, you're busy and you're tired or whatever else. So, yeah. Yes. So what's the advice you have to give people uh, that are thinking about working with gourds? Well, 
if I were to give advice, I would have that person look up their local gourd society and attend a meeting. Mm -hmm. And once you put your hand on a gourd and put either a carver or a paintbrush, Jahar, once you get started gourd carving, you'll be hooked. It's a lot of fun. You know, the folks you, you associate with are having fun. It's just a, a big laugh fest, you know. And we do nice things, you know. Our gourd, our, our, our gourd club puts money together and, and we do charities. You know, we, uh, we donate money to, to kids. Mm -hmm. uh, there's you know, a higher purpose in everything you're doing, well, right, other than the fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's there's true. a higher purpose. Yeah. yeah, that's very important. And I think people don't need to get intimidated, right? Because gourds, they come in all sizes, including tiny ones, well, <laughs> right? You, you know, they come in size for an earring, mm -hmm. and I've seen one that Bonnie Gibson carved that's the biggest gourd that I've ever seen, <laughs> and it's beautiful. Her, yeah, her, her ravens are amazing. A masterpiece. Yes, I'm going to check that out. Uh, oh <laughs> yes, so cool. yes, I've seen some that are gorgeous to make uh, Christmas ornaments. Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah. There, there are there are many many ways, many techniques that people can work, right? Oh, uh, all shapes and sizes. That's cool. Yes. So, Ken, last question. What's next for you? Well, next for me is I, I believe I'm going to do another Indian basket. Uh-huh. But, but this one, even though that my last one was pretty labor-intensive, mm -hmm. this next one is going to be a doozy. It's, <laughs> it's going to have a lot more detail than the one that I just finished. Uh-huh. And while well, he's oh there you go. So how many well, hours do you plan to be working on that gourd? Oh on my last gourd, how many hours? Uh -huh. Oh I probably I probably have eighty hours in, in my uh oh. Indian basket, yes. That's cool. It took it took me a couple of months, but if I just took the time and added it up, probably two weeks. Oh, great. Cool. Ken, uh, Nancy is saying, thank you, Ken, Shahar, and Ash for sharing your passion. Thank you guys for being here and participating. Thank you so much, Ken, for taking some time today to talk to us. I'm really looking forward to having, having you well, here in Utah. I'm going to take you around to my group so people can get uh, to know well, you face to face. You know, Thank you all for watching, and you have a wonderful day, and I'll be looking forward to seeing you in July. Yes, and thank you for everybody here. I want to thank the author that was here from the book that really got Ken inspired. How cool is that? And, of course, for the Nevada Society of Gourd Artists also for being here today. Thank you so much for your support. This video will stay wherever you're watching. So Facebook stays there, creativityfocus.com. That's the place you need to check every week for a new interview with a 
an amazing artist. Also, it stays on YouTube and all podcast directories. So if you want to share, if you whatever you want to do to spread the word about the work these artists do, we really appreciate that. Next week, we have a sculptor that uses wool to create amazing pieces. So you want to make sure you're here because she's going to be very fun as well. Again, thank you, Ken, for being here. And I'm really looking forward to July, where Ken is going to be a Curious Mondo with a new course. Well, Hope you're to quite see you welcome. all again. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.